1: less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious head to factormeals.com slash just 50 and use code just 50 to get 50% off that's code just 50 at factormeals.com slash just 50 to get 50% off
0: Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMulder.
1: And I'm Sam Blackwell. And today, we're going to answer a letter from somebody who is maybe regretting being a bridesmaid. But before (laughs) we begin, we just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that Sierra and I are not licensed mental health practitioners or financial planners.
0: Mm -mm. we are not (laughs) we are not professionals we are not trained in any of this so please take our advice as you see fit we are only here to offer our humble musings so hopefully shed some understanding and maybe some laughs on the incredibly rewarding but mostly confusing experience that is love all right samuel today's letter (laughs)
1: Let's do it. It comes from Broke Bridesmaid, whose pronouns are she, her, who is writing from The Void. Hello, my darling Sam and Sierra. The jar of pickles I'm currently drowning in is because of a wedding. A close friend from work, 27 question mark, asked me, 30, to be a bridesmaid for her destination wedding in April of next year. Recently, a few things have happened that are making me rethink the decision and I need help figuring out what to do and how to do it. Firstly, the maid of honor, 40s or 50s, also works with us. We're the only members of the bridal party. I like the maid of honor, but she's annoying, to put it bluntly. And honestly, there have been times in the past where she's just been rude or an unthoughtful person. Since the wedding planning, it's been nonstop where the maid of honor makes the same jokes or brings us up the same topics over and over and over. I can't articulate through text how annoying it is. It's something... It's something the bride and I have spoken about and she feels the same. Every day, the maid of honor asks whether I've made the reservations for the trip or bought my bridesmaid dress. We settled on the dress less than a month ago. We have almost a year. And she's asked me 30 times when I'm going to get my passport when I've told her I already have one. The other day she texted me while I was outside on my break to come in and talk to her about something important. It was to tell me to apply for my passport because there's supposedly an 11 month wait. It's gotten to the point where any talk of the wedding is just stressful and unnecessary. The bachelorette party has changed numerous times. I told the bride when we started discussing that I would not be able to afford a trip, but to do that if she wanted and I would pitch in for something. The last we talked, we had planned a spa day that was covered by a connection that the maid of honor had. Great. A few days ago, they planned a trip to the beach without including me in the conversation. So when the maid of honor told me about it and said, and I said that I couldn't afford it, she was annoyed. She said, it's not that much. I said, again, I can't afford it. She said, it's only $150. I repeated myself. She said, it's not until August, you have time to save. I repeated myself again, and she got an attitude with me, so I walked away. Did I mention that this was in front of at least five other people? It was embarrassing. I'm a single mother. My daughter's birthday is this month and I have every month budgeted a hundred bucks for the room or place we rent doesn't include the cost of travel, food, drinks, and other expenses. Not to mention that we would be obligated to pay for the bride. That's easily a $300 trip on top of the cost of going to the actual wedding. When the bride wanted to get together for lunch to discuss wedding stuff a few months back, we had to cancel because the maid of honor couldn't afford lunch and I never judged. So that night, the bride texted me to ask if everything is okay. She understands why I can't go, but she said that she feels like I'm annoyed anytime she brings up wedding talk. I apologized and told her that I didn't mean to come off that way and explained that it's the maid of honor and I shouldn't be taking it out on her. She responded by saying that she feels unprioritized by me while I've been the one having her back anytime the maid of honor is trying to change or challenge things that the bride wants. She then said that she knows that I have a lot of concerts coming up and that I obviously have money for the things that I want to do, but not her stuff. At this point, I'm furious. It's not her business what I do with my money. I told her from the start what I could afford for her wedding. She also has no idea what my finances are like and how much I've spent on the concerts I'm going to. I haven't even paid for all of them. My boyfriend and friends have paid for some. Live music is my only hobby and interest. It's what I do to unwind and feel connected to something. It makes me happy. Like someone that rock climbs or fishes. I'm not going to be unhappy and live in a box just because she's getting married. We talked it out and she now seems like everything is resolved. But the other day while I was on break again, the mother, the maid of honor crossed the line. I was reading and had already made a comment about wanting to read in peace while I was on my break. She asked if I was going to even try to go to the Bachelorette weekend. I bluntly told her no, that I had already told her that I couldn't afford it. She responded with, well, you should sell your concert tickets so you can go. I was stunned. I snapped back that my tickets wouldn't even cover the cost of their room and walked away. The bride later asked what was wrong and I told her what had happened. She didn't say anything in my defense, only that her and I were cool and that she understands why I can't go. The only thing that matters to her is that I'm at the wedding. All of this is manageable and mostly inconvenience and drama. I'm able to work through this and play cheerful and stupid, but that's not the big problem. When we talked about the price of the trip for the wedding, she gave me an estimate based off what her and her fiance had paid through the travel agent that is coordinating their wedding. What she told me was manageable and I made a budget to put funds aside, plus a little extra just in case since her and I have settled everything. I reached out to the travel agent to get the ball rolling. I asked for a quote on the most affordable package for the trip. The quote she gave me is a thousand dollars more than what I had been planning for. My boyfriend is supposed to come and I won't go without a travel companion. I've, I've never been out of the country before or really traveled by myself. Neither of us can afford this extra $1,000. He also paid for $1,700 of work on my car this year, and I still owe him most of it. I can't ask him to pay that much after he already did that. I looked into everything myself, and it's looking to be about the same if we did it without the agent. The biggest issue is flights. Now, an option proposed by multiple people, including the travel agent, is to reserve the room at the resort and hold off on flights to see if they drop in price. Most likely they will, but I'm worried that it still won't be enough and I feel like I should be able to give her as much notice as possible if we can't go. With the added stress and pressure of whether or not I'll be able to afford to go, I'm kind of stuck in the feeling that the other stress from the drama and what few outside friends have described as mild bullying from the maid of honor, it's just not worth all this." I love my friend. I cherish our friendship and how close we are. I understand how complex and stressful planning a wedding is under normal circumstances. I can't imagine what it's like to plan a destination wedding, but this all seems a bit too much for someone I've known less than two years, no matter how close we are adding in that she just doesn't seem to be bothered by how I'm being treated by the maid of honor. I'm worried that I'm going to cause tension in our friendship. If I tell her I can't go or lose it all together I've assured her so many times that I would be there, but this was all before I realized how much it would cost. And I work with her, so that would make it a really difficult environment. My questions are, am I the asshole for being so triggered by the talk of what I'm doing with my own money and being told to sell my concert tickets and the general attitude of the maid of honor? I honestly feel like it's completely out of line and none of their business. And so does everyone I've talked to about it. The other question is what do I do about the fact that I most likely can't afford to go to the wedding and how do I talk with her about it? Should I explain the circumstances of the price of the trip and tell her that with everything going on that I should step down from the bridal party in case I'm unable to go, but tell her that I'm still going to try to go to the wedding That way, at least she's prepared not to have me as a bridesmaid, but leaves open the chance that I may still be able to attend. I have so much anxiety around all of this, and I really don't know what to do or how to handle it. Any advice you have would be greatly appreciated. All my love, Broke Bridesmaid.
0: Oh, Broke Bridesmaid. Thank you so much for writing and trusting us with this letter. Um, This is stressing me out (laughs) (laughs) because it feels like a lose-lose scenario where like, just all of it compounded, you know, it's money. There's a lot of shame wrapped up around money. There's, there's a lot of like financial literacy diversity that we don't talk about a ton like that. Mm -hmm. Everybody has a different relationship to money. They were brought up spending it in a different way, whether they had it or not, they value things differently, you know, on top of it all, we live in a capitalism where it's like we literally have to work to live yep. the audacity mm-hmm. of that.
1: <laughs> and lots of us are living uh, paycheck to paycheck and like yes. can't just like afford for unexpected budget items yes, to come up.
0: exactly. Yeah, um, plus the weird tension between the other bridal party members and the idea that right now finances... And that weird tension is being pitted against the idea of your friendship, you know, like the, yep. the sanctity of it and the ability to be there on your, with your friend on her special day. Like it feels unfair. All of this feels stressful, impossible and un- unfair because it's like in, in a perfect world, you could just be there. No strings attached, no stress, no money involved. Like, Destination weddings, I get it. I totally get it. And also it's it's a very big commitment. Like because everybody has a different association and relationship with money, like a thousand dollars to one person is nothing. And to another, that is an impossible that that feels stressful even thinking about. Feels stressful even thinking about having to budget and plan for that type of money, especially yep. with children involved. Like yep. um so just general like thanks for trusting us with this question and also like general approval that yes this is stressful it may you know i don't i have i i hope you can be at this wedding is how i feel mm-hmm. <laughs> but but the most important thing i want you to take away from all of this is like this is a lot emotionally this is this is a challenging dynamic there's there's so many pickles in this jar as they say <laughs> and by they i mean me yeah um <laughs> And we're going to get into some of them, um, but first we have to take a very swift break.
1: Use the middle person. <laughs> Just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do.
0: Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. That's rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. Rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup.
1: All right, everyone. Welcome back. Uh, thank you, Brooks for, <laughs> Brooke Bridesmaid, for... Asking us this question, Um, and I want to say like a couple things just like kind of right off the bat, um, which is like, number one, you are absolutely justified in being angry with the maid of honor and also with your friend for thinking that they know anything about your life or your finances, right? right? Like the idea, again, that you like should, you should, you said it in your letter, like put yourself in a box in order to like go to this person's wedding is... Silly, and also again, like you said, they don't know how much you spent on those concert tickets. They don't know what your financial situation is. They don't know, like all of that stuff. They don't know anything about. So they've created a whole story in their head about what you're going to concerts means, and you are absolutely justified in being like, that's not the actual real story of what's happening here, and and mind your own business. I think that that is absolutely real, right? And I think that it speaks to, uh a lot of our society's fixation on like whether or not people are being quote unquote good with their money. Right. And this idea that like people who don't have a lot of money or people who are maybe like really sort of tight in their budget, like shouldn't be spending money on things that bring them joy or like shouldn't be happy (laughs) or like they should just be like toiling, toiling, toiling or whatever it is like. It's, it's totally tied up in these like societal things that we, that we have around, around people and what they should be spending their money on. Um, So like, I think you're absolutely, absolutely justified in being frustrated and angry with both the bride and with the maid of honor for, for sticking their nose into your finances, even though they don't know anything about them. And I think that you're right that like, you know. The idea that it's like, well, if I even if I don't go to this, these concerts, it's not like it's going to be a thousand dollars that I can just like come up with. Right. Like. Right. Concerts might be concerts could run anywhere from like eight dollars to like a thousand dollars. Right. Like we don't know. (laughs) Like they have no idea how much these concerts are costing you. So like. I I think that it's silly for them to think that like somehow you getting rid of this budget item will somehow free up enough money for you to be able to do something. And I also think that you're totally justified in being like, I told you how much I can and cannot spend on these things and you're not taking that into consideration. So I can't just make this work in the way that you might want me to. I think that you have been really honest about like what's in your budget, what's not in your budget, and, and the fact that these decisions are being made without sort of taking that into consideration is not necessarily something you've done wrong or should be held accountable for, right? You've been honest this whole time about what you can and can't do.
0: This scenario alone right here is like a perfect example of the complexity of human relationships because of the multiple levels of things we're dealing with. Number one, we're dealing with different finances. Everybody not only has a different amount of money in their bank account, but they were taught to spend their money and prioritize their money on different things. And we're, and it's like a, it's like a, it's almost like a love language where there's like this financial, um, associate like language that we're each speaking to each other with, but it's, it's different. Like I could be saying like, um, I need you at this special rep party because I associate spending money on people as like the highest form of financial purpose, right? It's to be Mm -hmm. with people we love. Another person might say, I can't make this because I need to be fiscally responsible because they see having a certain amount in savings for emergencies as the number one financial priority, right? Like we are approaching...
1: Or like my or child needs that $150 it. for school supplies, right? Like, right. And, and somebody who doesn't or have a child may to not to even a, be thinking about that. you need to go that. to a
0: concert because that's how you prioritize your, sure. your fun money, right? You know, yep. like we all spend our money in different ways and think that we all have the same system of, of prioritization when we don't. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's just like every other thing we've talked about on this show when it comes to compatibility. Like... We all have different languages within us, and we all think we're speaking the same language. You're not. You're just describing the same thing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But you're coming at it with a totally different set of rules, you know? Um, For example, like, when I make my budget every month, we set aside a certain amount of money for what we deem as fun, right? And don't get me Mm -hmm. wrong, it's like 150 bucks a month. (laughs) And... (laughs) Well, that's not, I'm, you don't have I, to like
1: justify it. Like it's, uh, I don't care. Like, however much it is, just the amount that it's, that's good for you.
0: But I'm trying, but I'm trying to say like, even everybody's fun money category is what I call it. Everybody's fun money would look differently.
1: Oh, for you sure. Know, yeah, if absolutely. I was single,
0: my fun money would probably literally just be croissants, you know?
1: Oh, absolutely. But- what fun, you know, <laughs> biting into a buttery, but flaky croissant. But your fun croissant. would be
0: what? <laughs> what would your fun money be? What would you spend your fun money on?
1: Uh, Probably like going to get beers at the local brewery. Yeah,
0: drinks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Other people's who would be books. Other people would be not spending it, saving it. And mm-hmm. other people don't have a fun money category. You know, yeah. like the second thing that makes us so difficult is that we're dealing with diverse personality types because again, we all have our own reality that we're living in that is totally different than another person's. Mm-hmm. It sounds like this made of an honor is a little bit of a, like, an anxious type A person maybe or a little bit on the controlling very side very
1: anxious right
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah seems like because their job is made of honor you know is they they want to make sure that everybody's doing everything right i don't know yeah, sure. um that must be really stressful for them and i feel for them and also like maybe stop texting after a couple times you know yeah no absolutely um and we're dealing with the fact that this bride this um Bride to be, this is a really important time. And she wants her really good friends there. Uh, I'm just paint. you know, this letter writer, this, but this is complicated. There's a lot of things, a lot of conversations are happening where all of you are talking about the same thing, but you're approaching it from totally different
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: bodies and beings. And, you know, because yep. when you're, when, when the bride says, I feel like you're not prioritizing me. She's talking about emotionally. I want you here and you hear or, and you're hearing like the logistics, the money of it, you know, and those, Mm -hmm. those, those conversations are never going to line up perfectly. They're never going to be as satiating as we want them to be.
1: Absolutely. And I think that like, you know, there's, there's the material conflict that's happening here, which is like spending the money to go to do the thing. Right. And material thinking about like, like the money is a material thing. We're arguing about like literally how much money is in your bank account and whether or not that money can be used to do this thing. But what's actually happening here is that this is a hundred percent like a symbolic and relationship conflict. This is not just Mm -hmm. about how much money is in your bank account, but it's also about, what you're spending money on and how that is landing in terms of like what you're prioritizing, what that means about you. And then also the relationship thing where it's like, you're willing to spend money on concerts, but you're not willing to spend money on my wedding, which again is not true, right? Like I'm hearing that that's not actually true, but that is the, the relational thing that's happening here where, where your friend understandably is feeling like, well, if you don't come to my wedding, that means that we're not close, right? Like that means you're not, you're not, you don't value me in the way that you, that you say that you do. And I think that you have actually done a good job in this letter of talking about, and I think your friend has kind of expressed some of this stuff to you about like what the relationship and the symbolic piece is for her, right? Where she's saying, I feel unprioritized because you're not spending money on this. She's Mm -hmm. saying, there's something symbolic about the fact that you're spending money on concerts but you're struggling to come up with money for this bachelorette party, right? There's there's she's sort of articulating some of this stuff to you and and I'm curious for you what sort of symbolism or relationship stuff is is happening for you in this conflict, right? And how can you maybe get into some of that or express some of that for you as well, right? Yes. You're really focused on like I have, I owe $1,700. This is going to be a thousand dollars more. This is $150. I haven't spent this much money on concerts, right? We're sort of in this realm of material. But what about this conflict for you is about the symbolism of this, right? And what about it is about the relationship aspects? Like, do you feel like you're being asked to do too much? Do you feel like this is kind of demanding too much on you? Does it feel like this is like... I know that like as a type five and also like somebody who kind of sometimes has uh, avoided an attachment style that comes out, like sometimes yeah. I would feel like, oh, you're asking, like you are asking too much of me. Like I you're, you're like engulfing me with your needs right now. And my urge is always to push away and say like, I can't do this for you. Right. Like yeah, that you need to get away from me. Like that's something that I have to recognize too. And it's like, somebody's talking to me about like, did you do all these things? And I'm like, stop it. Like, stop. I am an autonomous person. I can't, I can't take all of this stuff for you, you have to carry some of it yourself, right? Like, so I wonder if like, I want you to get really curious about like what kind of stuff is coming up for you around this besides just the money. Cause I don't think it's just the money. It might be absolutely. But I do think that there's like something else here that's really making this like a a flashpoint for you. That's like, that's kind of like making you really frustrated with this maid of honor. It's making it hard for you to be cheerful and stupid with her because there's like stuff still coming up. Yes, And like, I want you to get into that. And maybe if you can like articulate some of that stuff to the bride, it might be a little bit easier for her to understand like that this isn't just about you saying I'd rather spend money on concerts than you, but instead like this is some stuff that is coming up for me around like why this is so harmful for me. And I need you to see it a little bit better so that you can understand that it's not just about concert tickets. It's also about this and this and this and this and and hopefully come to some sort of like deeper understanding about how you want to move forward in that.
0: Yeah. Um, and I want to say before my last point really quickly, like people don't go to weddings all the time. Um, sure. I say that because I say that like that because I remember, I know I've shared this before on some episode, a hundred episodes ago, but I remember when I first moved to Minneapolis, I was like really struggling. I felt really lonely. I felt really Unsure of if I like made the right choice. I felt mm-hmm. mentally unwell. Mm-hmm. And I remember saying to my sister, like, but I can't move home. I I have a lease, you know, in my mm. apartment. And she said, people break leases all the time.
1: <laughs> people yeah, break leases sure. all
0: the time. People choose for whatever reasons whether it is logistic, financial or emotional to not go to a wedding. So I just want to give you that blanket permission Absolutely. that you're not the worst person in the world if you decide that this isn't is is no longer something you can participate in. Yep. Will it be sad and hard and will it challenge your relationship? Absolutely. There mm-hmm. will be for sure. there will be aftermath that you have to deal with, but you can make that decision. Yep. Um, The last thing I want to leave you with from my side of this uh, world is just a small tidbit that I learned from my wife about approaching the spending of the money. Um, If you can, if you can swing it, if you feel like this is something that you want to do, Um, I've found that with my financial language that I Speaking, I found that it's either like all or nothing. I used to be like, I don't look at your bank account, just spend it, just swipe it and pray. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Love that. To the other side of the the, I, I my pendulum my pendulum swung, and I'm like, oh my god, I got a budget, I got to save, I shouldn't spend on that, I shouldn't go get my haircut. That's so much money, you know, like. Yep. um I saw it from a very black and white point of view and then would agonize over spending money on a trip or like if I needed, you know, to buy something for my career, you know, or if I just wanted to buy those croissants, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, or, you know, we just got, like Sam said last uh, on Monday's episode, we just got back from a trip to Minneapolis where we spent five days in Minneapolis and didn't think about money. just. You know, bought the donuts.
1: You know <laughs> we what I just, mean. We just had a great time.
0: <laughs> yeah, we just had a great time, and I something that I learned from my wife, who is also very frugal, um, who who has spent most of her life on a very rigid bud- budget, is that our relationship with money doesn't always have to make sense on paper, or it's okay to have, it's okay to approach some. Money decisions with certain goals and other money decisions with other goals. For example, Mm -hmm. the Minneapolis trip was a lot of money. (laughs) It was a lot of money for my family of three to go out and stay and eat for five days, yada, yada. I saved money because I stayed at Sam's house and used his car all week. So thank you, Sam and Peter.
1: (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Um,
0: But like, you know, so we were like, cool. Cool. And, and, and did it fit perfectly into our budget? No, we had to carve out space for it. We had to save for it, prioritize for it, yada, yada. And we did that because our decision making process in that moment was, it is worth our money to have this time and space to be with our friends in Minneapolis. It is, it is worth our money for my whole family to go, not just Mm -hmm. me. It is worth my money to see Sam play with my daughter Temple for the first time. You know, that is worth my money, right? (laughs) And that is a financial, emotional decision investment, right? And that is different from the decisions and conversations we're having over what, when you know, this winter we have to buy a new car, right? And that is a fiscally responsible, non-emotional decision, right? Mm -hmm. And so it it requires a different... Approach. It's a different conversation. We are almost using different logic to approach that financial decision than the emotional decision to go to Minneapolis to invest in that.
1: Yep.
0: Um, this is all coming from a place of privilege to have to have money to make decisions in different ways. You yep. know what I mean? Um, but, you know, we are we are we have to be strategic about the money we spend um, because I am a podcaster (laughs) and we have a baby in daycare, you know, so I am not, I am not, you are not doing anything wrong by making these strategic choices. And but you know, even by going to the concerts, like I, you, you have every right in the world to do that. And also you might look at that huge price tag at the end of the day to go to this wedding and be like, this is a different decision. Then the car decision, and I'm going to decide to make it with different rules. I'm yep. going to spend too much money to be with my friend on this day. And then, you know what? Once that money's gone, it's gone. And you can just pretend it never existed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
0: Financial planners out there are like, oh my God, do Stop. not listen yeah, to this woman. Yeah, right, absolutely. <laughs> this is why I started by saying, you don't have to go to this wedding. You really don't. Yep. Um, and, I, and I don't think Sam and I are saying go or don't go. We're saying this is a different way to look at it and to navigate it in your interpersonal relationship with this friend. Right. Um, I just wanted to give that last little piece of advice about, um, you know, we spend money for different reasons all the time and it has to be different. You know, that makes us not bound to to capitalism. It It makes us connected to our humanity, you know.
1: For sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think you can, I think if you are contemplating not going to this wedding, I think you should be honest with the bride to be about the financial situation that you're currently in. And you can put it in a place of saying like, I am doing everything possible that I can do to be there. And also this is a thousand dollars more than I thought it was going to be. And I don't foresee being able to budget enough money to be able to make that thousand dollars happen. We're going to be checking flights as often as possible to see if there's something that is cheaper. But at this point, like, I just want to put it out into the universe so that you know and can prepare for this. But like, it is not at this moment, a given that I'm going to be able to afford going to the wedding. But I think, I think it would be helpful for you to say that. I don't think you should just like withdraw 100% from this wedding and be like, I'm washing my hands of this. Even though the mother, the, not the mother-in-law, the maid of honor is very annoying. Like I definitely see you in that, but I I think that being pretty honest about like what's going on and maybe even the anxiety that this is causing you about like the, the idea of spending that kind of money might be helpful for her to know so that it's not kind of a surprise when you're suddenly like, Oh, just kidding. I can't, I can't be there. Or so that you're not just like, Pulling away from this really important relationship, but sitting in like the reality of the situation rather than just running away from it.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. Um, but this is all tricky. I mean, that's like, the Absolutely. first thing I said to Sam when we were talking about this letter of like, this is all really hard for sure because of all of everything we said already. <laughs> <laughs> so we hope this helps at least a little bit, um, and I hope. I hope it gets easier, even though it's
1: hard. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: All right, my dear. Thank you so much for writing and trusting us with this letter. We hope it helps.
1: Absolutely. We love you. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you want more content from us or if you want ad-free episodes, you can support us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon for as little as $5 a month, you'll get an additional bonus weekly episode. That's patreon.com slash justbreakuppod.
0: You can slide into our DM send us your favorite relationship memes but most importantly you can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at justbreakuppod.com which is also where you can find our merchandise
1: Please remember to like follow subscribe give us a five star rating and review this literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach more broken hearted souls who need two random strangers giving them relationship advice
0: Just Breakup is a production of Duvid Media original music recording editing producing all magical things by our good friend Spencer Worth Davis Make sure to check out his podcast and his music and remember, it's okay if we approach things differently than the people around us. It's okay if we value things differently. Um, we all have a different set of priorities, a different history, a different understanding of how to move through this world or spend our money or spend our time that is okay. The key is learning how to navigate these hard conversations with the understanding that we're all approaching them differently. Mm -hmm. And if all else fails,
1: just break up.